Welcome to Clinical Pathways Learning Network, the digital home for the Journal of Clinical Pathways, Clinical Pathways University, the Oncology Clinical Pathways Congress, and great debates and updates in oncology pharmacy. In this podcast episode, the co-chairs of Great Debates and Updates Oncology Pharmacy provide an overview of what attendees can expect to learn this year. Welcome, everyone. Hi, my name is Chris Fossil. I am an oncology pharmacist in precision medicine at Simon Cancer Center in Indianapolis, Indiana for Indiana University. And it's my pleasure to welcome you all back in 2022 for great debates and updates in oncology pharmacy. We kicked it off in 2021 with our first meeting ever, and we're back again in 2022. First off, I'd like to introduce all of my co-chairs for the program. So we're going to start off. Ladies get to go first. Dr. Lisa Holly, who is a clinical professor at UConn School of Pharmacy, and she practices at the UConn Carol and Ray Nieg Comprehensive Cancer Center in Connecticut. Dr. Holly, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here again. Next up is Dr. Val Adams from the great state of Kentucky. He's an associate professor at the University of Kentucky, longstanding faculty member for PLN. Welcome, Dr. Adams. Thanks, Dr. Fossil. It's a pleasure to be back with this esteemed group. And last but not least, our young stud, Dr. Carolus Hanna. He's the oncology pharmacy manager for the M Health Fairview and Maple Grove sites. He's also an assistant professor of pharmacy at the Mayo Clinic College of Medicine. Dr. Hanna, welcome. Thank you so much, Dr. Fossil. Really excited to be working with this group again for this year. We had an opportunity in the middle of the pandemic last year to put together an educational program because obviously with everything and the uncertainty that was going on with the pandemic, we felt that there was a huge void in pharmacy education, specifically oncology pharmacy education. So We had a couple of overarching goals when we set this up. Number one, of course, it had to be virtual because no one was allowed to get together in 2021 for the most part. That was one of the things that we had to bear in mind. The second thing, though, is we wanted to make this a unique and useful exercise for people that are going to invest their time in it. And so we decided to, first off, set out to try and tackle topics that don't get talked about all that much in terms of pharmacy CE programs. And the second thing is we also wanted to make it more engaging. So we wanted to have back and forth between faculty members. Instead of just having someone talk for 60 minutes at a pop about an individual topic, we would often have co-faculty members where they would share the material and presenting. At the end, they would actually have a back and forth. And you know what? It worked really, really well. We enjoyed it. And I think looking back at 2021, we really were pleasantly surprised about how well it was able to work in a virtual setting. So I'll open it up to thoughts from my colleagues here. Dr. Holly, what did you think about how things went back in 2021 for this first program? I think it went really well. It was really, I think, an interesting format, as you mentioned, the back and forth between presenters, because we have such great colleagues that have expertise and be able to hear the differences and how people are approaching different tumor types, especially the ones that we don't talk about at most of our conferences, I think was really valuable. And it seems like the audience was engaged because the question and answer session did have a lot of feedback that came through. Indeed, it did. Dr. Adams, what did you think about last year? You know, I think overall it was great. I completely agree with Lisa. I see it a bit different. One of the things that I enjoyed the most about our meeting last year was we got to talk more about the gray 
we get so many new drugs and things like that. It's not always clear how do you handle specific drugs or situations. And so the back and forth and the talk really about the gray and the different perspectives was something that I really enjoyed. And I, I think we're going to continue that. Thank you. Dr. Hanner, what are your thoughts about how things went last year? Well, Dr. Fossil, I actually couldn't agree more with what Dr. Adams said. I mean, oncology care has really transitioned into gray. Thinking back, just some of the topics that we had last year around certain lymphomas, around CLL, and just having those debates by like Dr. Parasinati, who will also be presenting in this upcoming year in 2022. It was just really, really exciting. And one thing that I'm also looking forward to here coming into 2022, we had such a large audience from 2021 that provided a lot of feedback in terms of sessions that they're looking for, things that they want to see. And we also received tons of positive feedback about that approach of kind of going this debate style rather than just a lecture that we generally see. So it was a really exciting year. We had an incredible turnout, and I am even more excited about 2022. Thank you for that wonderful segue, Dr. Hannah. Towards the end of 2021, we got together with the organizers of this program. They said, you know what? We want to do this again. And so they not only want to do it again, they actually, we had two different sessions that we did in 2021. We're actually going to do three sessions in 2022. The content will largely be the same, but there may be some individual tweaks between these sessions. Another important piece is the on-live sessions are all completely free. That's F as in Frank, R as in Rick, E as in Evelyn, E as in Evelyn, free, no charge. Anyone can join and watch these sessions. There is a charge if you want to have continued access for 30 days and 90 days, but that's pretty remarkable that all this content is going to be provided for free in real time for anybody that wants to join on and watch. So for 2022, let's talk about a little bit of what we're going to be focusing on for topics in 2022. One of the things when we first got together at the beginning of this year to talk about the 2022 program is we didn't want to repeat exactly what we did in 2021. We wanted to have some new topics. And we really think that we were able to come up with something that's a nice balance of topics that need to be sort of addressed almost every year, but also talking about fresh new information that hasn't been presented yet. We'll talk about day one. Who wants to give me their perspectives on day one and what's involved in the content for day one? I'd be happy to do that, Chris. So we're going to start off this year's session with a really provocative topic. We're going to talk about should multiple myeloma patients be transplanted? And it's going to be a debate type format. So I think that will be really exciting to sort of see what happens with that. In addition to that, something new that we're doing this year is trying to do these challenging cases where we talk about actual patient cases and how individual practitioners would approach those cases and how they might do it differently. Because as we just talked about, oncology is a very gray area and there isn't always the right answer to um, follow that particular patient case. So the first one we'll talk about is breast cancer. And then another topic that really I think intrigues us and is difficult in our patient population is using opioids in patients who have an opioid use disorder. So trying to get some clarity on what people are doing with that in their own practice settings I think could be really helpful. And then we'll round out the day by talking about cancer care disparities and how all of us are trying to handle that and tackle that within our own practices. So I think it's going to be an exciting first day. Thank you, Dr. Holly. That was excellent. So regarding day number two, Dr. Hannah, what are your impressions about the agenda for day number two? Thanks, Dr. Fossil. I'm personally really, really excited for day number two because we start off the day with talking about COVID-19 and who doesn't want to talk about the pandemic. 
So actually on day number two, we're going to be talking about should cancer patients be getting vaccinated? We have two incredible faculty members, Dr. Lewis and Dr. Frame, who will be walking us through what type of immunity patients with cancer may mount after the vaccine and what are some debates and challenges there, as well as some of the therapeutic options that we now have for our immunocompromised patients. Moving along into that day, we're actually going to stem off of some of the conversations we had on day one, like the multiple myeloma talk. So Dr. Karen Fancher, she's going to be walking us through some challenging cases around myeloma patients, as well as lymphoma. Obviously, the lymphoma patient population has you know, a lot of significant advancements there. And we're really going to be trying to hone in on patients with various cytogenetic aberrations, double hit lymphomas, CNS involvement, et cetera. So really excited to kind of hear what those cases are and why you would select certain therapies. We're then going to move into one of our very own, Dr. Lisa Holly and myself, we're actually going to be discussing advances in bladder cancer. And bladder cancer has just exploded over the past couple of years with immunotherapy, targeted therapy, antibody drug conjugates, this whole sequencing of therapies and when you should use what and when and how. It's going to be a really exciting conversation and really looking forward to presenting that with Dr. Holly. And again, after all of these sessions, there will always be opportunities for Q&A. And then we're going to wrap up our day two with one of my mentors and colleagues, Dr. Robert Mancini, who is actually my residency program director. And he's going to be talking to us about a very unique topic, the burden of care what it means to have cancer, to be a caretaker for patients with oncology, how to handle death in terms of these patients, and having these difficult conversations sometimes with patients. So really, really excited about that unique topic. And again, you know, just, just very excited about day two and, and this whole conference. Thank you very much, Dr. Hanna. Dr. Adams, take us home. What are we going to talk about on day three? Day three is loaded. And there's a lot of ways to slice and dice it, but it's really, I think, exciting. And my first thought is day three doesn't have any freaking cytotoxic chemo. Not quite true. We're going to start with GBM, but when's the last time you heard a CE talk on GBM? So part of that's going to be a back and forth about some of the failures. We're starting to see precision medicine and some of these other things maybe work. There's a little glimmer of hope, but we're certainly going to incorporate that. Then we're going to move to an area of success. We're going to talk about renal cell, where we've got so many new immunotherapy combinations and other things, it's not clear what to do. So a little back and forth with that. Then we're going to move to thyroid cancer. And guess what? Dr. Fossil and I get to debate, how would we handle some of these difficult questions that come up when you look at the protocols and the publications? It's easy. Most of our patients are non-protocolized. So guess what? That means it's never clear what to do exactly. Again, back in that gray zone. And then one of the last things, and I'm really excited about this, something that's new this year, we've actually added a perspective piece and it's really drug access. So we've actually fortunately got somebody from the industry side that has a lot of control over access for his drug. Lance Procoro is going to talk about that. And we've got a pharmacy director. So really, how does each group approach that? What's the access? How much free drug? How do we get through that, navigate those process? Really excited about day three. I think it's uh, got a good mix and going to be great. Thank you very much, Dr. Adams. And I can't wait for our little debate on day three. That is going to be a lot of fun. In addition to days one, two, and three, there's also some content for eight different lectures that is going to be available for on-demand viewing. So there's a number of different topics, some common topics like breast cancer, melanoma, chronic myeloid, leukemia, 
but also some rare topics that almost never get discussed in a pharmacy audience. So we're going to talk a little bit about neuroendocrine tumors, which I think will be a wonderful opportunity to hear that lecture. We're going to talk about some pediatric cancer topics. We're going to talk about stem cell transplant and cervical cancer. So there's really some good topics that are going to be available for the folks that instead of just the live presentation, they can kind of go back and take a look at them when they're standing in line at the store or something like that. They, they need something to do. So one last thing that I want to finish up with is I want to get everyone's opinion on who could benefit from this meeting. So obviously, oncology pharmacists are in the wheelhouse for all this information, whether you work in acute care medicine on the inpatient side, whether you work in stem cell transplant, whether you work in outpatient oncology clinics, whether you work in specialty pharmacy, all this stuff is bread and butter for your daily work. But what are some of the other professions and some of our other colleagues that could potentially benefit from this? Dr. Holly. I think everybody can benefit from it, but I think particularly of the advanced practice practitioners are really a group of people who can benefit from this information. I think all of us probably get asked from those providers about what the best thing to do is in particular situations. And I think as we talked about, the gray areas of oncology are really difficult to navigate. So I think they could really benefit from this particular program. There's options to take it in different times of the year. Great. Thank you. Dr. Adams, what do you think? You know, I agree with Dr. Holly. The advanced practitioner is great. But the reality is, I think this really benefits these new practitioners, even the medical fellows and that, because when things are gray and you're not sure, you only know what you've trained with. And so if you're new, somebody might be ordering something different. When you move organizations from one to another, they do things different and you probably don't appreciate why they do what they do. And I think that's part of what the beauty of this meeting is this discussion of the gray, you get different perspectives. And I think that really benefits the newbies, to be honest. That's a great insight, Dr. Adams. Thank you. Dr. Hannah, what do you think? I totally agree with both Dr. Adams and Dr. Holly. The only other group of people, I would say, the community oncologist. I think this would be extremely beneficial for the community oncologist who really sees everything under the sun that walks in through their doors. It's extremely difficult to keep up with oncology and understanding these debates, better understanding these gray areas will enable that community oncologist to better specialize themselves in certain areas or gain a better familiarity. You know, it's very hard because in that community, when you're seeing everybody, you can't really keep up with everything. Whereas on the academic side, you may see a lot of oncologists just focused in certain disease states. So oftentimes they're pretty well versed in terms of treatment updates and, and these controversial topics. Great. Thank you, Dr. Hannah. I would like to thank all my co-chairs for joining me today and discussing this information. I can't say enough how much great work that they have all done to make this program a success. We'd also like to thank the folks that have also helped us get this up off the ground. So everybody working in the background, thank you very much for all your efforts. We're very excited about doing this program. We're going to be doing it three times this year, the first time in April, the end of April. So we're looking forward to seeing everybody then. Thanks, and everybody, please stay safe. Take care. Thank you for listening. For more updates on topics related to the development, implementation, and evaluation of clinical pathways, visit our website at journalofclinicalpathways.com.